0: time to wake up. It's Saturday morning. Find some milk and cereal. Grab a bowl and spoon. No, a bigger spoon. Head to the living room and take a seat on the floor while Joseph and Chris present to you,
1: Saturday Morning Cartoon! Hello, everybody, and welcome to Saturday morning cartoon boom. There you go. Chris (laughs) likes the boom loud, not the cartoon part.
0: Yay. I like (laughs) the loud boom. I I did one right before we started
1: the show. Gross. (laughs) So, this is a show where we wake up with a Saturday morning sun, plop down in the living room floor with a big bowl of sugary cereal, and watch all your favorite cartoons, both old and new. I'm Joseph. And I'm the Chris that he was talking about. And this morning, we watched The Archie Show, suggested
0: by Leslie Robinson via YouTube. Thank you, Leslie. Yes, thank you,
1: Leslie. Archie show ran from 1968 to 1969. It was only a single season, 17, well, it was 17 total episodes, but these were all two-parters, so came out to a total of 34 actual episodes, if you count that. They're 22-minute episodes and then 11-minute segments per each. This was created originally by John Goldwater. He's the one who created the comics. And then Bob Montana, the one who designed the characters, the animated series was directed by Hal Sutherland, produced by one of our favorite studios, Filmation. Wow, they produce pretty much everything, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see what we've done of theirs that I can think of. There's Groovy Ghoulies. Yes. Um Filmation Ghostbusters, of course. Yes. And uh, The New Adventures of Superman.
0: Yeah. I, I they we've probably done more too that we're just not thinking of, but yeah, we've we've yeah. had quite a few by them so far.
1: Yeah. And there will be more for sure. Oh, absolutely. This aired on the CBS network and for a short synopsis, the comedic misadventures and music of Archie Andrews and his friends. Pretty accurate. Yeah, that is accurate. <laughs> it's a pretty it's a pretty basic plot, honestly. It's very basic. I mean, if you know anything about Archie comics, which unless you've been living under a rock your entire life, you should. It's that it's the comics transcribed into an animation, essentially. Yeah. And yeah, I
0: I don't really know much about Archie. Honestly, I never read the comics. Really?
1: Oh, that's kind of surprising. But you've seen them. You knew of them.
0: I knew of them, but when I was a kid, I got them confused with um, Bazooka Joe. Oh, wow. (laughs) The
1: ones you got from
0: Bubblegum. (laughs) But, I mean, as a kid, that that was, I mean, really, really young age where I didn't, you know, read comics at all. So, Mm. like, I I didn't have a way to really distinguish the two. I just kind of... Kind of mixed up a lot. So this was interesting for me. So I was, I was kind of going in not knowing anything about this world other than some of the characters.
1: Yeah. I mean, Archie Comics has been around for our entire lives in some iteration. So I, I never realized there was an actual cartoon of it. I, I guess it makes sense that there would be or would have been. But I never crossed paths with that. I read some of the original comics. I remember they had the like small digest. Yeah. And then I also read some of the Archie comics, Ninja Turtle stuff, which were basically when it came to Ninja Turtle comics, those were the less serious ones. Those are the ones where, huh. yeah, like the comics that you would think of when you think of kids, Ninja Turtle comics back in the day were Archie comics. Well, wow, I didn't even know that they made Ninja Turtle comics from
0: uh, Archie. That's cool. Yeah. I had no so, idea. You know, in fact, I lied. I did read one Archie comic and that was afterlife with archie <laughs> oh, okay yeah well, so like uh, yeah. pretty
1: much doesn't even like count <laughs> but it's still in that world still in that universe. it is still in that world yeah they have really branched out lately yes uh, same with the uh, sabrina
0: yeah okay so that i want to read because um should was telling me about sabrina and about how like they bring in like cthulhu and all kinds of stuff and i was like sold yeah, i am absolutely. absolutely gonna read that in fact i was um i was gonna read it last night But I and I had bought some and I realized that I had two through six, but I didn't have number one. So I got to go track down Mm. number one. Oh, man. It's so good. You're going to love it. Can't wait.
1: So who were some of the actors who were in this show, Chris?
0: All right. So the voices of Archie and of Hot Dog was Dallas McKinnon, (laughs) who is mostly known for the voice of Gumby and uh, and several of the the other Gumby characters like Prickle and, you know, all them. Uh Pokey. Um, and he, he also did some voices in Groovy Ghoulies. And then we have the the characters of Betty and Veronica were both voiced by Jane Webb, who also voiced pretty much every female character ever for Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Groovy Ghoulies. Mm-hmm. And she was Barbara Gordon, aka Batgirl in the Batman Superman Adventure Hour, which was when we did the new adventures of Superman. That was basically mm-hmm. season three. Was oh. was Batman Superman because I think it went from New Adventures of Superman, it went the Superman Aquaman Adventure Hour, and then it went the Batman Superman Adventure Hour. Oh, okay, so, 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 so she what was crossed in, over. Yeah. Okay. And she did a lot of radio plays, like tons and tons of them. So that was pretty cool. Nice. Character of Reggie, voiced by John Irwin, who was known as the voice of He Man.
1: Oh, man.
0: And Beast Man. <laughs> also cool. Uh, yeah. Um, Jughead was voiced by Howard Morris. Um, who's most famous for playing um, the character Ernest T. Bass on The Andy Griffith Show. But in the cartoon world, he voiced everything. He um, did a lot of characters for Groovy Ghoulies. I remember his name from that because he voiced a couple of the ghosts that we really liked. Oh, okay. He was Beetle Bailey. He did voices for the Jetsons, the Flintstones, Adam Ant, Magilla Gorilla, all of the classic Hanna-Barbera cartoons until like, I, I kind of went down the rabbit hole with this guy. So <laughs> he. At now we going to
1: hear his history.
0: Yeah, you, you are. <laughs> so <laughs> at some point, he had a big disagreement with Joseph Barbera, which got him fired. And all of his roles, all of them were taken over by Don Messick, who's oh. uh, known for being the voice of Scooby-Doo. Yeah, yeah. Until, like, several years later, they patched things over and became, like, friends again and established another working relationship. And not only did he get all of his old roles back, he even got like new ones. So they're like, okay, you can come back. Here's everything we took from you. And then so we can be buds. Here's some new ones. You can take these.
1: Yeah, man, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it was really cool. Um, And that's all I've got for the cast. But really interesting cast because like each one of these people is just like we've seen pop up through cartoon history since we've started doing this show. So this is really cool.
1: Yeah, and it sounds like especially through Groovy Ghoulies, a lot of recurring cast.
0: You know what? I think Filmation used a lot of these um, same voice actors for a lot of their stuff. And I think a lot of them um, at some point interchanged with or jumped ship from Filmation to Hanna-Barbera. So really interesting. So Filmation was good to its people. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because, you know, it was this big group and they seemed to kind of stick together through multiple shows. Good on you, Filmation. Because they had this, they had Groovy Goolies, they had Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and um, there was a couple others, and, uh, and like pretty much all of these actors
1: were in all of those, so that's pretty cool. So, here's a few tasty marshmallows out of our big bowl of Archie's cereal. Number one, Archie was the first Saturday morning cartoon to utilize a laugh track. Other cartoons like Rocky and Bullwinkle, Flintstones, Jetsons, like they had done it before, but those were primetime shows aimed more towards adults. So Ah. Archie was the very first Saturday morning cartoon to do that.
0: You know, that's awesome because as we were watching the first episode, I started thinking about that. Yeah. So I was trying to research it and I couldn't figure out I probably just missed something. But I couldn't figure out where the laugh track in a cartoon started Mm -hmm. or at least like a Saturday morning cartoon. I did see that Rocky and Bullwinkle were using it. But since it was prime time, it wasn't the Saturday morning kind of cartoon stuff. Right. Um, So, yeah, I was like, man, I wonder, like, where did the who came up with this that they started thinking that a laugh track was something to use in an animated show, which isn't. I mean, the laugh tracks came because originally some of the shows were shot in front of a studio audience and then shows started replicating that without the studio audience. So it would cut down on budget because you weren't having to reset so much stuff if there was a mistake. Mm hmm. So, like, I get that, but I didn't understand why they started using it in cartoons, and I think it was just to kind of emulate those sitcoms and primetime television shows, because that was something that people became used to, seeing on their television. So they're like, oh, okay, we can kind of try to give that same family feel by adding it to these animated shows and stuff like that. But this is just guesswork. This is me just trying to
1: figure out <laughs> okay. in my head
0: right now, so I don't I thought know.
1: You were I thought you were giving us a history of laugh tracks, too. So now we've got the history of that voice actor and history of laugh tracks right. on this show. <laughs> Exactly. I'm just uh, going
0: to put my diploma up here on the wall and uh, admire it. I can Saturday morning cartoon cartoon history. Yeah, history. Yeah,
1: (laughs) you're a history major. Saturday morning cartoon history major. Yes, you will receive your degrees in the mail, (laughs) and they will be crudely drawn in crayon. Yes, and spelled wrong. (laughs) For the next marshmallow, the rock music segments included in each episode were designed to emulate the live-action Monkeys TV show. That makes a lot of sense yeah that which I mean that was really popular. there were other shows that did it as well, but the monkeys was one of the more popular ones at the time, so this was this cartoon wanted to emulate that and have that kind of mid section and just to give a little preface to it, the way that they did the songs were they had the the first segment, then they had they taught you a new dance, and then they played <laughs> yeah, a song that utilized that dance a little bit too the dances oh my gosh. I can't you know, wait to talk about those. And then they played the uh, the second segment. So that's how yeah. all 17 episodes were constructed. Next, the animated band presented in the show, The Archies, actually released real-life singles and albums. The most notable of all being Sugar Sugar, which topped charts for four weeks in 1969. And that's pretty impressive for a song that was made specifically for a small middle segment of the cartoon. It's still played on like, you know, classic radio stations, everything like Sugar Sugar originated on the Archie show. That's nuts. That would be like
0: uh, that would be like a song from like Steven Universe topping the pop charts right now. Like you would turn into your local station, you would hear some like. Britney Spears from Justin Bieber, and then a song from Steven Universe. That would
1: be so weird. I had a lot more respect for this show after that, after reading that. I was like, man, this show really had a lot of effect on everything around it. Yeah, at like time. pop
0: culture and all
1: kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's a very important place in its history. That's awesome. Yeah, and and lastly, just kind of tying into that a little bit, a cover of the song Sugar Sugar was actually included in the 1995 album Saturday Morning's Greatest Hits, which I need to find. Like, that's an actual album where really? a bunch of bands who were popular at the time did covers of Saturday Morning cartoon tunes. Wait,
0: in like 95?
1: Yeah. Oh God. Is it gonna be like corn and stuff like that? The Toadies actually did a cover of Groovy Ghoulie's Ghoulie Get Together. Oh nice.
0: Yeah, so I'm just you check I'm it out. fearing the worst, like corn and smash mouth and like stuff like no, that. I, I saw
1: I no, none of those were in it actually. Oh well, thank know, God. Yeah. <laughs> I know that uh, Sublime was in it. They did Hong Kong oh, Fooey. sweet. Yeah, like there were some good ones. I need to find that album. Sublime doing Hong Kong Fooey is a great idea. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but I need to find that album.
0: Yeah, Sounds me awesome. too. Now, now I'm interested. Now yeah. that I know that some of those crappier bands are on it, then now I'll... Sorry, I probably just made people sad because they're like, Aww. oh, you don't like Smash Mouth? <laughs> 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 no, nobody likes Smash Mouth. Not even Smash Mouth.
1: Oh. They got that Shrek money. Don't offer them. <laughs> <laughs> they got their Shrek money. Yeah. Uh so we already went over our memories of the show, kind of, unless yeah, you had anything yeah. else to add to that.
0: No, like I, I had never seen the show before. I knew it existed. I just I never saw it. You know, and Archie was one of those things that I kind of knew existed, but as I got into the age where I might watch it, because Mm -hmm. I would watch, like, I I, I couldn't watch this show without comparing it to Scooby-Doo, because it's, you know, got a lot of similarities in, like, the style, the humor, the, um, I mean, everything about it, but I I saw this as, like, a really goody-goody, two-shoes kind of, you know, show, and that was just, I wasn't into that kind of thing when I was young, like, I, Mm -hmm. I was into the... This is gonna sound so emo and stupid. I was into the edgy stuff, like the edgy cartoons. Like no, <laughs> but you know, it was it was one of those things where it was like really family friendly and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't want to watch family friendly stuff. I want to see like like I, I I'd see it as boring and things like that. So I just never even gave it a shot. So this oh, it was a me judging the book by its cover kind of thing, and just didn't even give yeah. it the opportunity.
1: Man, I totally would have watched this show had I known it was on at the time. Well... It wasn't on at the time when we were young. This was 20 years before we were born, almost, but still. I'm sure it was, like, syndicated somewhere, Yeah, because, like, it, Scooby sure was, was the
0: same way, and Groovy that, That's true, and all yeah, that
1: Scooby-Doo, do. this actually preceded Scooby-Doo, which I'll get right. to in a minute when we talk about the episodes we watched for today's show. The very first episode, highest-rated episode, and finally, a random listener chose an episode. Order may vary depending on how these episodes fall chronologically, but of course, we have to start with the very first episode being The Added Distraction, Season 1, Episode 1, or you know season one episode one part a if you want to say that but we'll just say episode one where the gang brainstorms ways to raise some quick cash i they they come up with the weirdest way to raise some quick cash
0: yeah it (laughs) doesn't this there's a lot of questions raised by me in this episode honestly (laughs) well for one like (laughs) the in the intro the intro song that they play yeah betty looks like she has lost her mind playing that tambourine (laughs) She looks like she's on some ecstasy or, or is something because her head is just all over the place and her eyes are like rolling all over and just, ah, she just she's like, just really into the music. Yeah, she's, she's going it. nuts, man. <laughs> I got to give her props. I mean, I, I, I was in a band for a long time. You can lose yourself in that. It's just it looks funny on a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right off so. the bat, man, the voices that I did not like, oh yeah, Veronica, definitely, because I her don't picture her as a country, like, country, uh, or a like southern chick, b- yeah. and she was, like, super country, and then Ugh. Jughead, I did not, that's not how I pictured Jughead's voice. Not
0: at all. Yeah, I, I expected him to have, like, a, a dopey or a deeper voice, instead it yeah, was, like, exactly. shaggy sucked helium out of a balloon. Yeah. It's like yeah. the best way
1: to describe it. I was like, what? He had like the highest pitch Weasley voice. Yeah,
0: that threw me off really hardcore. You know what? I didn't like Archie's voice either. It's not how I pictured him, the sound. Like he sounded kind of like geeky. I always pictured Archie as like the the football player that's actually nice to everybody and isn't like big and bulky. You know, yeah. like the the all-American kid you know yeah
1: because he because he's always got like a letterman's jacket on so he's gonna do something
0: but his voice doesn't
1: like that isn't the kind of voice i would associate with that archetype right no definitely not i think the only voice that i feel like fit was reggie's that one was okay
0: you know what reggie it was interesting for me because i didn't even know reggie existed (laughs) oh really yeah i mean having not read the comics and stuff aside from afterlife with archie and yeah, that one yeah, was yeah. really intermingled, so I didn't know, like, who the main people were. I mean, I obviously, I knew Archie. I knew mm-hmm. Betty and Veronica, because you can't know Archie and not know those two. And I knew who Jughead right. was yeah, of uh, by proxy. I didn't know Reggie, and I didn't know Hot Dog. I didn't know either of those two, like, were, were like, a thing, really, or, like, a staple oh, yeah. of the series.
1: Yeah, uh, Hot Dog's actually Jughead's dog, for anyone who doesn't know.
0: Okay, yeah, see, because I assumed it was Archie's dog, like, when mm-hmm. we were watching stuff, because I guess they didn't, like, maybe they didn't clarify it, but now it makes sense because he hung out around Jughead more than the others. Yeah, so. and, and
1: it makes sense because, and this isn't really presented much in the episodes we watched, but, you know, Jughead's, he's always got the munchies, so he's yeah. always eating something in the comics, and so that's why his dog is named Hot Dog, because it's a oh, that makes food, sense, obviously, yeah. I wonder if Scooby and Shaggy from Scooby-Doo were an homage then to like
0: Jughead and Hot Dog in that way. That they mm-hmm. were like, you know, that they were really similar characters and always eating and stuff like that. And, you know, yeah, how Jughead and Shaggy are both kind of cowardly. and
1: Right. That's a good point. I, I didn't really think about that. In this episode, their idea to get money stems from Archie's dad saying, like, leave me alone and go to a deserted island or so- or desert island or something. And so they're like, that's a great idea. Can we say what they were
0: doing when he did that? They were oh. dancing and they were stomping around as they're dancing and it was shaking the entire house. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what is going on with this house that that the whole thing is shaking? That is not earthquake safe. It is not no. meeting <laughs> regulation at all. That like, thing is no on way.
1: rickety grounds. Yeah, <laughs> seriously,
0: man, that thing looked like it was about to fall over, and they're just all they're doing is freaking having a dance party in his room, if you can call that dancing.
1: Right. I mean, they were really just stomping. Yeah, That's stylistic
0: all stomping <laughs>
1: is what it was. <laughs> so they get kicked out of the house, kind of, and get the idea to go to this desert island to make money or find things to make money. I don't know exactly. And on on just one of their yachts. <laughs> well. That's also, that's another thing that a lot, this happened in at least two of the episodes that we watched where Veronica, since she's the rich girl, she's always got something that can solve any problem or that can help along any kind of uh storyline because okay. it's like, we want to go to a desert Island. Here's a yacht. My dad okay. has a free yacht. She's the Mary Sue. Basically. Yeah, like, exactly. She's like,
0: has the solution for everything.
1: It's like, because you, you can never ask like, well, where would they get something like that? Because Veronica is the answer.
0: See, I didn't know that she was supposed to be rich, so this makes more sense Mm. now. I'm like... I'm like, Jesus, these kids are just hanging out on a yacht. Like, is this cartoon? Like, was this made by rich people? Because I'm like, I I wouldn't be able to, like, sympathize with that, man. We we had a John boat that had a hole in it. That's all we had <laughs> when I was growing up. So,
1: but See, that's why that voice just doesn't fit her. Because I don't, I feel like Veronica needs to have, like, a classier kind of, like, Like a waspy voice. kind of. Yeah, yeah, accent. yeah. Yeah,
0: that's why I pictured, like, a northern Maine, you know, wasp family sort of sound
1: to her. Right the country just it didn't work for me suspension of disbelief gone right (laughs) no but uh they go to this island and then reggie is of course in this episode and all of them really the antagonist and his idea it's really over jealousy over archie getting all the women and oh yeah
0: archie's a player dude oh my god archie knows what's going on man and, and the crazy thing is, he doesn't even like, uh, he doesn't even like go for either of them really. He's just kind of like, no. whatever, we're, we're buds and stuff. And the girls are like, ha ha ha. ha.
1: Yeah. And, and Reggie's
0: <laughs> like, son of a. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, I would be Reggie in every situation. No, you know what? <laughs> I'm not even like probably on the radar, I would be Jughead. Just Aww. sitting in the back eating a cheeseburger or something like. Well, oh,
1: Jughead, Jughead like doesn't care. He just yeah. wants his cheeseburgers and stuff. <laughs> I can sympathize but, uh, with that. I'll take a good cheeseburger over a woman any day. Yes. So what he does is, and this is what reminded me of Scooby Doo a lot, is yeah. he he dressed himself up like some kind of weird urchin sea creature yeah, monster.
0: He, yeah, he was supposed to be like a big
1: hairy monster because he made it out of like hay or some sort of like island grass. Yeah. The remainder of the episode is him kind of chasing everybody around and then he starts getting chased around by an actual monster like that that exists, a (laughs) female version. And then they start to dance because Archie, I don't know who, who starts playing. Oh, he starts playing on a, on a, an oil drum that he finds. Yeah. Yeah. He starts drumming. And so the monster start to, well, the monster woman starts to dance and drags Reggie monster into it. And then the jealous boyfriend monster comes out <laughs> and kicks Reggie out of it and then starts to dance with them. But then that transitions into a weird kind of, um, they go back to Riverdale High School and then their talent show thing is all these monsters. It's kinda of like a very King Kong esque thing where they, they put them up on stage. Yeah. Except these are a bunch of monsters dancing. Reggie's yeah. still in there dancing with them for some reason. I'm 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 wondering how they got those monsters there
0: because I'm like so Archie was the one that planned it because mm-hmm. he was like, Oh, don't worry, I got a plan, because they're like, We didn't get it, we didn't figure out anything for our talent show. And he's like, Don't worry, I got this. And he's got the monsters up on stage dancing to music. And I'm like, how did he get them off that island without the others even noticing these monsters on their boat?
1: <laughs> Veronica.
0: Right. And yeah, Veronica did it. Also, Jughead made friends with a octopus. Oh, that's who, right. Who he brought with him, too. <laughs> An octopus with eyebrows. Yeah. yeah. I love that octopus, dude. I would hang out with that octopus. He was cool. He was a cool guy, yeah. <laughs> you know, I one thing that confused me is, and it's because I didn't really know Archie Comics, but I I always suspected that Jughead was the antagonist. I always just assumed that Jughead was like supposed to be the douchebag, but it's really Reggie that I didn't even know <laughs> was a thing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah no. this this whole like first episode threw me off. I'm like, wow, I don't know anything about Archie apparently. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Jughead's the—he's just the cool, kind of carefree friend.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that. I like—I like that idea of Jughead because I was just like, man, that character is stupid. And now I'm like, no, dude, Jughead's awesome.
1: Jughead's just a chill guy.
0: I'd hang out with Jughead.
1: He's very much a Shaggy, like you said. Exactly. Yeah. Or Shaggy is very much a him.
0: There's yeah, there's way too many coincidences or similarities. I guess is the word for this show for Scooby Doo to have not taken so much influence from. Like, there's no way Scooby didn't take or Hanna-Barbera didn't take influence from Archie.
1: Yeah, it's funny, actually, that you say that because Hanna-Barbera, just the studio in general, in the early 70s, maybe late 60s, early 70s, coming off of the Archie show, it wasn't the first show to do this, I don't think, but Archie had that band, the animated band intertwined into their show. Hanna Barbera in the early '70s had a lot of cartoons that, that utilized thing, yeah. bands, and it, it's no—it's a known fact that they got that inspiration from Filmation's uh, Archie show.
0: Yeah, so there's yeah, Hanna Barbera definitely like was just like, oh, this is working for them. Let's do all of it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, mainly because it saves on animation costs too because you only have to animate the band playing once and just change the background they're playing in and and it's a totally new set.
0: And you can loop it and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely.
1: The song in this one was... My heart went bang, shang a
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. That was uh, interesting. I <laughs> I enjoyed the dance that they taught us, uh, the bubble gum.
1: Oh, the bubble gum dance. Which yeah. is
0: where you wave your hands around a circle, then you wave your arms <laughs> around in a circle, or like, you know, uh, the small of your arms, and then you wave like your arms in big circles. Right, right. And every once in a while you do this weird pivot with your legs, and that's the bubble gum.
1: I don't know why they call it the bubble gum, but that's what they call it. They had me on the arms part, but they lost me once they brought legs into it. Yeah, I can't do. But that's because I can't dance. Yeah, me either. (laughs) I'm not Not allowed. So let's go ahead and jump into the second episode that we watched, which was groovy ghost. I was about to say groovy ghoulies because that's what I keep wanting to say with that. This was season one episode kind of episode 21 if you count them all as separate segments. And uh, this was chosen by Chris. Why is that?
0: Um, just because I, because of the similarities that I had seen in the first episode with Scooby-Doo, yeah. I'm like, okay, I want to get one where it's like, cause I saw that name. I'm like, okay, I want to get one with some of the creep to it. Like, right, you know, just, just to kind of see like how similar they really are and very similar. Like very, very, very similar. This
1: one reminded me so much of Scooby-Doo. This could have been, you could have just placed Scooby-Doo characters over the Archie characters and it would have been a Scooby-Doo episode. If you would have just,
0: yeah, if you would have taken Reggie and made him old man Crowley, like (laughs) it it would
1: have been a Scooby-Doo episode. In this one, uh, the gang goes to fix up an old home given to them by Veronica's father. Oh my God. And I think, I think he gave it to him to use as like a a A clubhouse clubhouse or something. Yeah. For one, I'm like, what
0: teenager actually has a clubhouse? Because I I had a little clubhouse as a kid, but when I was a teenager, I didn't have a clubhouse. Why would I want a clubhouse for? Like, I I know they've got the soda shop. Why do you need a clubhouse? I I guess you know. (laughs) Now thinking about it, I'm like, oh yeah. I mean, if you want to take a girl back there alone, I can see why you want a
1: clubhouse. But (laughs) no, no. For for this kind of show, I stuff like that. They don't have shenanigans like that. I think Veronica would do just about anything to get (laughs) Archie's attention. (laughs) <laughs> Reggie would do pretty much anything to get Veronica's attention. Oh, yeah, Which that's he kind of does. And well, before I get into that, in this house, they go there to fix it up a little bit. Since it's going to be their new clubhouse, and they find out that it might be haunted. Ooh. That is my haunted noise. Yeah. <laughs> it ends up not being haunted because, again, Reggie as the antagonist is the one who dresses up. He is old man Crowley. And he... <laughs> He becomes a ghost by putting a white sheet over him and just starts to scare them. Or no, not even. He doesn't even dress up like it. He just has a ghost hang or has oh, a white yeah. sheet hanging from On, a marionette like thing. Yeah. yeah. And then starts just dancing in front of everybody.
0: Yeah, because that, that f- tricked them out because um, was it Archie was just like, oh, Reggie or something and like tried to like tackle it. And went right through it, then he's like, Oh my gosh, and everyone's like, it Oh, is it's ghost. real. Yeah. So they freak out and he's laughing. Then Archie ends up finding like a secret like room with a mm-hmm. staircase. So he goes up the staircase and he walks up there and even though nobody is still down there because they all ran away, Reggie's still playing with the ghost thing, going, ooh, and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. there's nobody there to scare anymore. But Archie comes up behind him. And he's like, oh, I'll get him. And it was at that point that um, Reggie's is like, oh, OK, I don't need to do this anymore. And he tosses the sheet behind him. But then when he turns around, the sheet landed on Archie. So now he thinks there's a ghost and he gets freaked out. And Archie just rolls with it and scares him. Yeah, it's so pretty good.
1: At one point, they say something about a groovy ghost. And that's where the episode got its title, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's got to be.
1: Uh, the reason that Reggie becomes a ghost in the first place, I kind of can understand and respect because it's to get out of cleaning up the house like he just doesn't want to oh, do it. Yeah. He's lazy. So yeah. he's just like, no, nah, I, I don't want to do any of this. So if I just make everybody think it's haunted, we won't have to worry about doing it.
0: I like that his his idea is I would rather give <laughs> up having this mansion just to ourselves than clean <laughs> right. right. <yeah. laughs> like man really come on i feel like i feel like i've gone to those extremes before to
1: avoid cleaning
0: oh my gosh see i i was the opposite i was always the one that was cleaning because growing up my parents were sloppy and it was oh, it would man. drive me nuts and i'm like
1: nope I got to clean. <laughs> I like to I like to keep things clean, but to the point where I just get obsessive about it. And I don't like taking the time to clean things. So better just not to mess them up in the first place. So I just won't touch things for a while. Nice.
0: Yeah, I, I <laughs> definitely get obsessive when I clean, but it's a good way for me to like relieve stress is just like, OK, I'm going to plan this day and I'm going to clean the crap out of like this entire apartment or this room. And then afterwards, you're just like, ah. Oh. And then you yeah. know that you don't have to screw with it for months because I'm like, I'm
1: not, yeah, like you, I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to touch anything for a few months. <laughs> so it stays in place. It always feels great when you're done, but I just hate doing it. I yeah. hate cleaning. I hate getting there. So boring. Just like yeah. folding clothes. So boring. Yeah. The end game's great. Getting there sucks. Oh, Yeah. The song in this one was I'm in Love. What I saw was a very, a commonality amongst a lot of these songs. They're all about love. Because they all have music videos, but I mean, they're all about love, sure. But the main characters in it are usually animals. Like they don't ever show humans interacting in a loving way. I think that's probably because that was still probably sort of taboo at that time. I guess so. I guess it would be kind of strange or maybe this is what kept it suitable as a saturday morning cartoon for young kids. Yeah.
0: You know what? I bet you're right. Cuz you know what? You know like how it blows my mind how taboo like silly things were back in the day like when um the the very first couple to ever be shown in bed together was on the I Love Lucy show. It was Lucy and uh, Desi and they were in, like, separate twin beds pushed together, and you know, like, nowhere near touching each other. But the episode that they did that, everyone freaked out because they were oh, talking man. about how inappropriate it is. And all I'm like, <laughs> really? Like, I'm um, like, my God, like, we don't even bat an eye at, like, you know, simulated sex, you know, on a CW show, or, you right. know, these days. And, man, it just blows my mind, like, how prude everything was back in that day. So, yeah, this definitely came out of that generation that was like, you can't show this on television. It did. This This completely followed suit.
1: Was this the one that had the dance, the weather bee?
0: Yeah, I didn't understand that until like I looked it up later and found out that that was oh, a character. Oh yeah, that's their,
1: their principal, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I get it now. <laughs> Stuffy principal. The dance makes sense. They like stuck their stomach out and just had their nose up in the air and was just all stiff and looking pompous. That's not a dance I recommend ever doing anywhere. Oh, I'm going to do it. Next time, you know, I'm like laying down some mad dance skills in the club. I'm (laughs) going to bust
1: out the weather bee. (laughs) After you do the bubble gum, of course. Well, let's go ahead and jump into the last episode we watched for today's show. The Jones Farm, season one, episode 33, if you're counting them, which is the episode before the last episode, actually. This is the highest rated, and in this episode, you could really sum it up by saying, the gang goes to Jughead's grandparents' farm, and Reggie loves pie. Yeah. <laughs> That's this episode. I can I can sympathize with Reggie
0: in this one, because I love pie. Oh, man. Yeah. I seriously want to go get some pie now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm debating. I might have to go we've, find we've one. We've said pie too much already. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: There's a pie place across the street. I'm totally going to get some.
1: There you go. Everybody goes to Jughead's grandparents' place, which is a farm. His grandpa is pretty much deaf, but he loves to carry around a big gun. He misunderstands something they say at the beginning and thinks they want to help him with some chores. Yeah. So the premise is they're going to be doing chores the entire episode. Right. Jughead's grandmother cooks some pies, puts them on the windowsill, of course, and Reggie smells them. And the rest of the episode, it's him chasing pies and uh, the rest of them kind of trying to do work, yeah. and then he inadvertently ends up helping them do that work by running from the gun wielding grandfather.
0: Yeah, because Reggie steals the pies, and he says something about pies, and his and the grandpa thinks he says spies. Oh, right. And so yeah. he's like running around shooting and stuff. Um, my God, this guy's gonna murder somebody. You can really tell the age of this show because of this episode one. Because as soon as they get there, the women immediately go to the kitchen to help make pies. And mm. two, with, with the whole spice thing, I mean, this is the generation that grew up during like the Red Scare and all that kind of stuff, you know, so that that would be something that they could relate to. So the whole spice thing, you know, right, they're right. thinking about like, you know, communism and things like that. So yeah, it, it's kind of interesting. It's almost like a little time capsule within this episode. Of, like, what the culture was like at that time. So,
1: it's kind of cool. What else happens? And, in, in, I mean, honestly, we've summed that up. Like, it's literally <laughs> chores, pie, and raving lunatic grandfather. Right. And there's, like, there's a couple, of like, goofy things. Like, there's
0: one scene where the three boys are having a conversation with the grandpa. And everyone has their eyes closed. And this just <laughs> smug look on their faces that made me want to punch everyone in the face. And it was really weird. And I'm just like, ah, oh, it just got, I'm like, why is everyone's eyes closed? Like why when they, they're talking, what
1: were they talking about? I think talking about the chores, Oh, okay. but
0: everyone had their eyes closed and this goofy grin. And I'm like, oh, you son. <laughs> like, it just rubbed me the wrong way for whatever. I'll put a picture of it on uh, Instagram. So, you guys can see it. But for whatever reason, it just got on my nerves so bad when I saw it. It was
1: just so irrational. I was like, ugh. Okay. Overall, these songs were all pretty catchy, but this one really stuck in my head for a while after we watched this episode. Like, I was like singing that to myself as I was going to bed. That's funny. Yeah. This song is about kissing. And again, it's, it's animals. It's only, I mean, you can see hot dog and a female dog also. And then some elephants and skunks are in there, too, I think. Yeah, why wouldn't
0: they be? It was a catchy song. Actually, the song in the episode before this one I liked the most. But this song, it was catchy. But I was really confused because it's the the lyrics are, kissing is the thing to do when you're feeling sad and blue. I'm like, okay, yeah. so you're saying the key to getting over depression is go make out with somebody. Perfect. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I mean, you know, it, it could be... You see it when you're feeling blue. See a therapist and <laughs> and get on some medication. And that uh, wouldn't
1: that wouldn't have had nearly the same. And, ring then, to and it. then
0: work on yourself. And then you'll get a girlfriend. And then they will want to kiss you. And says, so, <laughs> you know, screw all that. Just go kiss someone. Just find someone
1: on the street and just stick your tongue in them. Things were so simple back then, right? <laughs> it, it just it just sounds way better than therapy's the thing to do when you're feeling sad and blue. I love it. I like that version. We should do it. I, I'm Therapy, sure therapists
0: yeah. out there would appreciate hearing that. They're applauding me right now. Yeah. You know, okay. I'm going to go into some history again real quick, just because Uh-oh. this whole, this has just been one big history lesson, but this reminded <laughs> me of that, this song. So do you know that, that famous image of, um, the, it was like the end of a war. It was in New York and Times square. And there's the, the, the sailor, the, was it was a sailor. I think it was a sailor. That's like kissing the girl and some yeah, black yeah. and white and stuff like that. Okay, so that was, and it was like, oh, they they come home to their sweethearts blah, blah, blah. That picture, that was just a a sailor just grabbed a random girl on the street and just bent her over and kissed her right on the mouth. They were complete strangers. And and the the woman was not cool with it. She was really upset. I actually
1: Uh, read about that, yeah. But, I mean, he must have been feeling sad and blue. And yeah, exactly. And kissing was the only thing he could do.
0: Yeah, he's just like, I'm just going to make out, like, guys, don't follow that advice. <laughs> it will get <laughs> he, you into some trouble. I don't recommend
1: it. He hadn't heard my therapy cover yet, yeah, so you, you how would he have known? You have to ask permission first. And even right. that
0: could get you slapped, but, I mean, at least ask. Yeah, so, I mean, you never know. He
1: You just ask and maybe they'll say yes. Yeah, so so basically, don't take kissing advice from the Archie show. Yeah, Ask permission, get therapy, all the above. <laughs> if you want to kiss someone? Get therapy first. Yeah, get therapy first. You'll be better off. Well, Chris, it's about time we lure our inner kids out by baking their favorite pies and placing them on the windowsill to see what they thought of the Archie show.
0: All right, let me just reach back in history and get my inner kid out here. I like this cartoon because it's really fun and silly, and it reminds me of Scooby Doo. But Reggie is stupid, and I hate him. But Jughead and Hot Dog are my favorite, and when I'm a teenager, I want to get hit on by two girls at the same time. Mad respect, Archie. Mad respect. I give this cartoon four bowls of Reggie Sucks cereal out of five, and now I'm going to go practice my new dance moves. Bye! While the Archie show was definitely a product of its time and was often unbearably corny, it still retained a certain charm. The addition of the new dance moves and catchy musical numbers during the episode's intermission was very welcome, helping to break the show up in a fun way. Most notably, while the character designs were altered for ease of animation, they still felt like the character straight out of the comics. Overall, I'd give this show 4 big bowls of Reggie's a Bad Friend cereal out of 5, and think it's definitely worth watching for any Archie fans. But seriously, why do they still let Reggie hang out with them? He's literally the villain in every episode! <laughs>
1: Uh, that's true, man. In a world of Scooby-Doo, the evil Scarecrow would never be Farmer Johnson trying to scare away land developers. It would just be Reggie after Veronica's pie.
0: Right. You would think that they would just be like, dude, if you're going to be like this, we don't want to be your friend. You know, sit him down for
1: a talk like some, some <laughs> yeah. group therapy. He needs an intervention. Yeah. yeah, he does. So do you have any final thoughts about the Archie show? This was about what I expected it to be coming into it because of the age and really the design of the show being... Kind of revolving around the the musical scores, but overall, I still really enjoyed it. It's something that I wish that I had seen when I was growing up on like you know uh, Cartoon Network's Boomerang or something like that, where it would have been something fun to watch because it reminded me a lot of you know Scooby Doo, yeah. Jabberjaw, uh, Josie and the Pussycats, things like that. Yeah. It's, it, and it was a predecessor to those, so in that way, it really has an important place in cartoon history. And I just don't think it really is given the credit that it's due. At least not that I've ever heard.
0: Yeah, you know, I agree. You know, I, I came into this not really knowing it, but I love the old fashionedness of this cartoon. It just has this cool vibe and nostalgia attached to it that even if it's something that I didn't watch in the past, it was something that still brought those kind of feelings for me. And it's really corny and it's outdated, but it just it surprised me how much I actually enjoyed it. I even like some of the music, which is not at all the kind of music I listen to or anything I would usually like, but it was just catchy enough and it just hit that, like like I said, it hit that nostalgia bone in a way. There's one scene in particular where they're at this old diner getting their sodas and it really made me crave going to this diner that's like a half hour away for a burger and a malt, which is actually exactly what I did for my birthday last week. That was all I wanted <laughs> to do was go get a burger and a malt. So now I got to nice. go again, which is okay by me. And now I need to get Pi, too, because of Reggie. It's right across the street. And it's across the street. So that's totally feasible. <laughs> also, I, I want to read the new Archie comics now because I know that they're updated now and the writers have shown that they've got like a really cool sense of humor doing Afterlife with Archie and then Archie versus Predator. I mean, it sounds weird, but I mean, if you think about it, that's really genius. And so now yeah. like the, the actual rebooted Archie line is something I'd be interested in reading now.
1: Archie versus Predator is actually done in the original Archie style, too.
0: That is going to be hilarious.
1: Yeah. And Chip Zdarsky did that uh, Jughead run, which was really good. I read some of it, not all of it, but I need to finish it up. Yeah. Comics are great. Archie's still a thing right now, which is crazy. It's It's, it's been nuts. going for yeah. years. So it really many years. has. So I have a question about the
0: the comics. Do they play music in the comics too? Or is that just something that they're like now that we're moving to a medium in which we can have audio and we really like the monkeys and things like that, did they just add that for the cartoon or did they play instruments in the comics?
1: Yeah, they just added it for the cartoon. It okay. was literally just for that.
0: I kind of like that better. That is just in the cartoon mm-hmm. because it just, it gives it like, I don't know, it just kind of adds to the mythos without getting too much of the same in both mediums. If, you, if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah. See, I'm wondering if, and this is kind of a, a weird side thing, but I'm wondering if they even in the regular episodes, are they in a band? Like, are they aware that that band exists? Like, are they together oh, as a band? Yeah, or are I, they,
0: I know what you mean. Is that
1: just a complete side thing in the middle? Right. That isn't related to the episodes?
0: Oh, my God.
1: Like, is the band portion canon, I guess? You just is. blew my mind. I don't, <laughs> I, I feel like
0: the way they did it, it's not. I feel like it wouldn't be canon. They never because spoke about it. Because then they would have, yeah, they didn't talk about it. Then they would have done that for their talent show. Right. That's what I would have thought. Holy. <laughs> you just changed everything. Seriously, though, that that totally just turned everything upside down. I'm thinking about things I never would have thought of before. Thank you, Joseph. You're welcome. Real quick, before we move on, I just want to give a thank you to, we have a new iTunes review from Bob Lash, who um, about our podcast says, it's great. Like, seriously, that's how you would read it. He says, okay, it's a cheesy title, but the show is really good. It's everything you love about the cartoons you grew up with, plus insightful conversations by entertaining people who obviously love the shows as much as you do. Take the time and give it a listen. You'll be glad you did. Yes, you will. You'll be so glad you did. (laughs) If you're
1: listening to this, then you have given it a listen and we appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Bob Lash. We, we appreciate the uh, the kind words and that people think we're entertaining. That's nice. I mean, that's a first. I like it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're still listening, thank you, Leslie for the suggestion, actually.
0: Yes. Thank you very much. Leslie had commented on some of our other um, episodes on YouTube and that's how we started a conversation with him. And he grew up watching the like shows like Archie and stuff like that. So he has a big appreciation for this older generation of Saturday morning cartoons. So I asked him, what would you like us to do? And and then he named Archie. So he said, this was something I loved back in the day. And he's just has so much appreciation for it. And he was a lot of fun to talk to about this stuff. So yeah, thank you so much, Leslie. It was super awesome. I'm glad that I got to see it. And Finally be exposed to Archie and understand how cool Jughead really is, even though his voice is stupid.
1: Well, listeners, it looks like our milk supply has now run dry, so it's time for us to say goodbye. And next week, we'll be watching Wildcats, submitted via uh,
0: words to Joseph by Adrian, our friend Adrian, of the Adrian Has Issues
1: podcast. And Adrian will actually be on the episode with us when yeah. he do Wildcats. He's going to join us. We're getting guests lately. It's kind of fun. People really liked the Sailor Moon episode, and that's thanks to Shaddai and Katie, of course, because they ran that episode. But still, (laughs) people loved it. But once again, I'm Joseph. And I'm Chris. We'll see you next Saturday. Presented by Nerd Sloth. A place for lazy nerds. If you like what you heard, consider donating at patreon.com slash nerdsloth so we can continue bringing you quality shows. Be sure to also leave us a review and share your favorite episodes and clips on social media. If you're looking for more content, visit us at nerdsloth.com.